that you right. might be distracted from the substance of yeah. it. I mean, you know, and I like I look at David Fincher. I mean, his, yeah. his work is phenomenal, and he's so uh, you know a genius of whatever he touches. You know, it's uh, it's the amazing thing. just to have those people around are great. He's one of those guys that makes movies that have no right to be as good as they are. A movie about Facebook should not be yeah, yeah, I know, a but classic was, movie. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today, my guest is director of photography, Stephen McNutt. He's best known for his work on Battlestar Galactica, Caprica, and Person of Interest. I had him on today to talk about the Apple original series for all mankind, which is currently available on Apple+. Plus. Also want to thank Fort Worth for letting me use the song at the end of the show. And big thanks to Bookman's for sponsoring it. Enjoy. Doing well. Yeah. yeah. Doing well. Yeah, it's go it's going okay. Well, Once you get used to it, it's all right. <laughs> have you been working or have you uh, been shooting anything or are you just uh, well, quiet? Yeah, you know, no, I've been shooting quite a bit. I did a little project up in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia before I came back down here. And uh, now I'm in prep, and tomorrow I start my first uh, my first block of uh, for all mankind. I'm oh, Monday. Wow. Okay. I'm Monday. So is that season three that you yeah. guys are starting up now? Wow, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, I, I got to ask right right out of the gate because I've been watching your stuff for years, and if I didn't know it was your name attached to it, I wouldn't. I don't see a specific calling card in every one of your um, shows. You know, if you look yeah. at Battlestar Galactica, Caprica, Outlander, and then For All Mankind now, it's each one of these. The style seems absolutely in service of the specific project. Um, yeah. Certain DPs you can see, no matter what they're doing, you're going to see certain things. And it feels like you really <laughs> transform for each one. Is that something that's a conscious effort for you? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, um, yes and no. I... I uh... I tend to try to feel the spirit of the scenes, try to see what the energy of the show is. Um, and I have my own feelings of what those are and how they translate. And um, I just kind of shoot from the hip to tell you the truth. I mean, we do a lot of research. We do, I do a lot of looking at things. I study in various things, whatever. Whenever I start something, I have something that kind of stimulates me. Uh, but for the most part, I tend to work with the, with the scene and tend to let that uh, dictate to me, uh, you know, kind of the things that I, 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 the way I approach it. So yes, and I'm glad I, that's a compliment to me. And there's a lot of people that I do know that that will have a style, and basically that style is pretty much everything that they do, which is nothing wrong. It's because it's most of the time very beautiful. Yeah. But I have a, I'm, I'm proud of myself, and I have been proud that I'm able to do that. That I'm able to take the show that I'm working on, as long as it has spirit. A lot of shows don't have spirit, and if they don't then it's difficult to find it uh, in a a magical kind of way. But as long as it does have spirit, um, then you can grab onto that and let that, you know, influence your, your eye. That's really interesting. And um, the idea, it feels like, and I I guess this is just something that occurs afterwards, but everything feels so intentional. Um, You know, if you look at just kind of going through the arc of all of these where um, most recently, you're doing things that are of a period piece, and it feels like it's reflecting certain technology of that time um, mm-hmm. at times, which is really interesting. And then you have something with Battlestar Galactica where you have the post 9-11 imagery that feels very clear there. And then you have 
something completely different with Outlander, where it doesn't, if these feel so um, designed that they don't feel like it's something that can be done on the cuff. Yeah, well, it, it, and they aren't being done on the cuff. It's just a matter of of how you feel about it when you're working and how you want to approach it. Uh, a lot of what we do is uh, is um, influenced by what's put in front of the lens, you know. And so when you go into a medieval castle, well, that's and you've got these incredible actors and. Um, all dressed up in this outstanding outfits and all of this stuff. Well, you don't use strobes on it. You know, you, uh, you uh, tend to use the tend to the light that tends to grow with that time. And then you look around and, you know, you watch films and you look at paintings and you see what type of feel that that wants to be, because if you can follow what it wants to be, it's quite easier. It's a lot easier to achieve it. It's when you, don't let it be itself and let it be what it, what it was, if you will. Um, it becomes more difficult. That's the way I look at it. No, that, that's, that's really interesting. I think that that's, it's not unlike any other performance in that way where you're actually tailoring it to the scene as opposed to this is the thing that I do and I'm just yeah, inserting yeah. it here. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to have this contrast. I'm going to have this. And I'm going to have this depth of field and I'm going to do all of this stuff. And it's all going to be just like that. And then what doesn't matter whether I'm shooting, uh, you know, a space show or I'm shooting, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever, you know, cop show, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, some of them are, I, I tend to, again, my, it's very important for me to follow the spirit like Caprica. Caprica was a different one because, Caprica was an altered, altered reality. And, you know, when Ron was talking about Caprica, we were just discussing about it, how, how um, we wanted the, the new cap city to be something uh, unique. And, and, uh, you know, you know, and what I did with that, I just, I played a lot of video games and I still play video games. I like video games. Uh, and I think that video games are going to play a very, very important part to into dramatic cinema narrative cinema in the next 10, 15 years. Uh, but I took, I took video games and I just watched and played a lot of them while I was getting ready for Caprica. And I just took that energy and let that be kind of the way I wanted to do it. You know, and how way I wanted to light a scene would be in, I would imagine I'm shooting, I'm watching a video game. That's interesting. And yeah. when you say it's going to influence the future, do you mean from a, interactive perspective or from a stylistic perspective or even just storytelling? What do you think? How yeah, do you think storytelling? I think, I think, I don't know how long, I hope it's for a long time, but I think that uh, I've been playing a game. I don't know if I should plug this game or not, but I've been playing, <laughs> I've been playing Red Dead Redemption too. You ever oh, it's it? great. It's a fantastic it's a game. Astounding thing. And I, it blow my mind. It blows my mind. Every time I get on, I just can't get over it. And, and I'm just saying, well, you know, all we have to do is get past, you know, the, facial things and you know certain types of things that which look at just i remember pong you know i mean <laughs> so do I, I i'm old enough for that yeah i remember pong and so you look at this you go whoa and then and um i don't know facial re face replacements and you know mapping of cities mapping of areas and digital mappings that we're doing and all this stuff it's just going to get more and more and more advanced. And so you'll be able to say, well, I want to shoot over it. I want to shoot at Versailles and I want to have some horses ride up and I want my guy to get up and walk up to the door. Well, you know, 
put the face on the guy and you can do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I think that it's going to be something like that in a lot of ways, but I hopefully it doesn't replace live action. I, I hope not. And well, and I can't imagine it will because there's completely rather there, there, there will be attempts at it for sure, but yeah. there's, there's something that is to be said for limitations in our creativity yeah. and having our backs you know, kind of put in a corner and being limited yeah. in what we can do. You become more inventive in that way. If you can just do anything you want, or you can lose sight of what's important. I think sometimes. Yeah, no, it's true. You can. Yeah, you can. But I mean, I it's 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 you know, it's a magical world. That's for sure, and we love it. That's so, speaking of the kind of segue back to the for all mankind, a magical world. Um, are you? when you're going into this, this idea of kind of alternate history and using that as a platform to talk about really what's going on right now, mm-hmm. um, which is, it feels like there's a quite a bit of social commentary here. That's, I, I mean, even more than what you could have imagined at the time has come up when the show was init- initiated. Um, what do you enjoy alternate history as far as fiction, or is this something that was totally new for you in this way? No, I, I like it. That's Ron Morris, uh, M.O. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> yeah, he'll take it. And like Battlestar was an opportunity to say things you couldn't possibly say or do do in 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 a in a, in a fictitious fantasy world. And he's doing the same thing here. He's uh, bringing the, you know, racial commentary, uh, sexual commentary, all kinds of uh, approaches for various things that. That I think are uh, socially prominent. And important. And so, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. I, I'm not saying that, that, that I think it's more of the storytelling um, and the acting and the sets and things that develop that promote the, the secondary worlds, the alternating worlds. Um, for me, I don't really approach it much differently. I just, again, we just, you just listen to the scene and, uh, and, and, and if it gives you something special to do, have you seen all of 10? All of yeah. That? Yeah. I, 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 I've watched both uh, seasons at yeah. this point. So. And, and, and again, it's, it's uh, we are as cinematographers and filmmakers, we tend to, in, in particular in television, um, it's worked so fast that we, we tend to have to react to an idea uh, that uh, we have to figure out how to accomplish it. And uh, sometimes it becomes just logistical. Uh, and then, but, but if you do it properly, like the whole ending of the, of the 10 it was, uh, we talked about that a lot. And it was uh, one of those things that we did. We were just, you know, Sergio and Mika Gazan, who was our director, fabulous guy. Um, he had a furrowed brow, you know, he yeah. was focused on it 125%. And, uh, and it was, uh, and we got shut down, of course. And, and so it was, uh, it's all the energy of the people, all the energy of the things, everybody's got their own perspective. Everybody brings it to the table. So you're talking about all this and everything is just, everything they say influences you and everything. Hopefully everything you say influences them, unless they don't want to listen to you at all, which quite happen quite happens a lot, but anyway, the, uh, it never comes across that way because it, this, Today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. So last time I went to Bookman's, I went there with something very specific in mind. 
I was looking for a receiver. Um, I had my record player set up in my living room, but I found that I really only ended up listening to music after my kids went to bed and I couldn't listen to it that loud because everybody was asleep. And so I decided I would move my record player into the uh, office and I didn't have a receiver for it. So I just went down to Bookman's to see if I could find one. And I was able to find this beautiful Kenwood receiver, really nice. It was working out amazingly well. Um, sounds great. I'm able to listen to music without disturbing the rest of the family. And it's something I've really been enjoying. Um, also, I was able to find a copy on the same trip, a copy of My Dinner with Andre, which if you're not familiar with the film, I think it's probably one of the better post-pandemic uh, films if you kind of think about what's happening in the last week with the mask mandates being lifted it's really just a movie that's deceptively simple because it's two guys having dinner that's the entire film two people having a conversation but it really touches on their insecurities fears uh, love death and all money worries all these different things and it just moves through it with this beautiful grace throughout the night and it's something that if you think about a film that's designed to just be two people sitting around a table, it might seem like something that would be pretentious or boring, but this is one of those films that I think, um, while people that are really into uh, art films, they remember this one fondly, but I think this is a movie that people who um, don't necessarily need that type of film don't really look for the more highbrow type films. This is something that's not pretentious at all. It's something that I think is incredibly accessible. Um, but also really nuanced and layered. And it's one of those films that just stands up and something that if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's uh, called My Dinner with Andre and something that I discovered a little bit later in life. And it's one of those ones that I do check out every couple years because it's something that's just a fantastic film. And I was able to find this Criterion Blu-ray over at uh, Bookman. So I'm really glad I stopped in because remember, Bookman's, they have your cool covered. Enjoy the rest of the show. I, the show where it started and where it ended up, I didn't see it going that direction at all. It feels like almost like it was rewritten in a way, but it's, yeah. you can feel like it's almost this um, version of the right stuff when it starts out. And then it starts veering off into this thing that's wholly different from itself. And it's uh, become far more interesting than I ever thought it would have been. And I should have known that considering <laughs> it was a Ron Moore project who took, you know, something like Battlestar Galactica, which shouldn't work. And it's, one of the more poignant, uh, I say film, but one of the more poignant television shows of probably the last 30 years. And, oh, yeah. and so he's doing the same thing here again. Um, yeah. Where I mean, we're moving from reality into science fiction. Yeah. I mean, we're every, every year it goes further and further into science fiction, which is fine. We love science fiction. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I didn't, I didn't see it, but in retrospect, when you look back at, uh, season two, it was, uh, Gordo and Tracy's, uh, series. It was their arc throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was this wonderful, wonderful flowing thing. And Michael Dorman and, and Sarah Jones are so wonderful. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, they didn't see it coming either. <laughs> and, um, it's, I don't, I, I guess I don't want to talk about specifics with that because it's, it's so strange now where it's not, we're in this time period where people will be catching up to things months, sometimes years after they come out and they'll find their yeah, way. Yeah, in yeah. Weird, and that's true. We don't need to do that in unusual ways, but um, this was something that I 
was very fortunate that one of the things that my wife um, did for me in the pandemic was she got me a little projector because she knows how much I miss going to the theater, going to see movies. Ooh, yeah. nice. And so I just put, I just shoot movies against the side of my house, put up the screen, do that and hang out in the backyard. That's getting, nice. getting to see this like projected that way. I mean, I know you would never intend to have something that's, you know, 10 hours long in a theater, but really this is something that deserves to be seen that way. Cause the scope of this thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And we were in the beginning, we, 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 uh, Obviously, they wouldn't let us shoot anything anamorphic. I don't know why somebody at Sony says, don't ever, don't mention the word anamorphic to me. <laughs> and so we, and, and I don't know why, but anyway, I, I talked them into two to one. And uh, so we still got the wide, um, that's the semi wide uh, aspect ratio. And, um, you know, so that, that helps a bit. And it's, it's, it, yeah, I agree with you. It's, 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 it's an interesting project. And, could you just, uh, I know we're almost out of time here, but just briefly, um, are there specific films that you can think of or shows that inspired you to become a cinematographer? It's not the, it's always been the side of filmmaking that actually I've gravitated towards the most, just the visual elements of it. And I, was there something that kind of knocked your socks off that said, this is the one, This that's something I'd like to do? Uh, I, I guess I I think most every film that I, I saw, I mean, I didn't get into cinema until I was a little bit later. I, I, mm. I was in music a bit and then I got into photography and then I stumbled into filmmaking and, and I found that I had a flair for it. And so I continued on with it. I mean, I was, when I, when I started studying it familiar, I was doing a lot of the European films, you know, Ingmar Bergman, Bowie Bunuel, uh, all of those surrealist, uh, you know, the type of, uh, of movies, which, emphasize the the drama of the cinema to make a point yes and um i liked that quite a bit you know uh obviously star wars uh, blew my mind I, I, that was another one 19 you know 77 or whatever it was and uh 2001 and, and any one of those shows uh, was uh, uh magnificent to me and when i was a boy i i still loved i mean i remember darby o'gill and the little people <laughs> yeah oh yeah and of course, uh, of course, you know, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. And that's what and I was going to say. It was more of the Sinbad was the one that got me from those. Uh, yeah. Those I love those things, but I, I, it wasn't really my, uh, I didn't, I come from a small town in Michigan. And so it was uh, the idea of the working in film and professionally was, you know, might as well have been on the moon as far as I'm concerned. So that's kind of what I did. Yeah. That that's what, kind of, but once I got into it, and I felt that I had a flair for something. It's, it's nice to, to actually discover that you have a flair for something. Editing, I had a flair for editing. I don't know why. And I found, well, geez, I like doing this. And, uh, you know, my mom asked me once when I was in school, says, can you make a living at this? And I went, I don't, know, I don't have an idea. I have no idea if I can make any. <laughs> and I didn't know where to go. So I just said, uh, well, you know, I traveled around and found myself in New York and then found myself in L.A. So that's that. Well, I'm I'm always surprised when there's not more of an overlap between people that have a foundation in music as well as in editing or storytelling, because I think that when you learn how to play music, you understand cadence, you understand rhythm, you understand mm. where beats begin and where they end. And I think right. that's something that's so important for oh yeah for that. And I'm, I'm assuming that's part of what the skill that you're able to bring to it. Something that's almost innate with you. Cause you know, when you've played that chord too many times, it just feels natural. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, uh, all of those things come in handy and, and editing in particular is, is, uh, is an important factor in terms of just being a director of photography. It's important to be able to, you know, work with a director and figure out cuts and know where you are and how you make this might work out what, and also what not to do, you know, so you're going to spend a, you're, you're shooting a shot and you go, Oh God, I don't have any time to do this, but I know that I know that that's not going to be in the shot. I know it's not going to be there. This will be there, but that will not be in there. I'm going to put my energy here and I'm not going to put it there. So then I do that. And then, you know, in the end, I, 99.9% of the time I'm right, but I have been wrong before. And is that something that's got, I'm assuming that's something that gets stronger with every project, oh, the yeah. muscle memory. And Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the early days, it was hard. A lot of stress, a lot of time, 14, 15, 16, 18 hour days, you know, cause you know, you're everybody's back then. It was, it was weird. It's kind of weird. I don't know why that anyway, but everybody was kind of in the same boat. And you're learning and, uh, and then you get better and better and better and faster and faster. And you, you figure out how to make things work. And, uh, and then you have a style in your mind, the way you want things to look. I mean, I, I think if you really looked at everything, you'd probably see there is some form of a style. It's just that it's approached with a different uh, tone. In, in Yeah, I would. I mean, it's you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if I'm thinking about I just think of uh, almost like color palettes. And things like that, yeah. where I don't see those tr- those hallmarks in that way. It's not like um, if I'm watching. Oh God, I'm, I'm spacing Spielberg's uh, cinematographer's name, but I know that it's just going to be white no, washed out windows. There you go. It's going to be washed out windows. There's going to be this crazy white light coming through. Um, mm. It's almost if I think of you know you were mentioning uh, Star Wars before. It was um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. It was Shashitsky, I believe. Yeah, uh, he yeah, also worked with Cronenberg, who shot all of his films. And he, I think you're more in that camp where it feels like that evolves very much with each project. And I don't feel that style on it. And then that's absolutely a compliment. Cause I think yeah, that- I find that a compliment. Yeah. Cause my wife and I were just discussing this the other day and you know, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of the way it works with me and that's good. Excellent. What, what were you guys, uh, you and your wife were kind of talking about your style. Well, or- we were just talking about a lot of different things and, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, we, 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 you know, well, she's a fan, obviously, but uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and, and, and you know, we, and we know, uh, uh, well, it doesn't matter. We, we know that there's a lot of other people that tend to have the same style. And sometimes those styles are well recognized. And, yeah. uh, and in a lot of ways, some styles that don't go that way are not well recognized. Uh, and, and that's the way it is, you know, and, and because it's not about that, it's about the story. And so you sent you sent and then and I've always been learned out that if you notice the cinematography, you're you're pulling the people out of the film. If it's beautiful, yeah. it makes them feel good. I mean, when the, you know, if I don't know if we, when when the when the uh, Russians are coming in breaking through that door window and then and the the whole thing just immediately yeah. explodes. That's the kind of stuff I like. I, I like to do that, but I don't do that all the time. You know, it's just it's a it's it's a it, that's that's the way I work. So, well, I'm, I'm a Conrad Hall fan too. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think that there's, um, there's, there's more than two approaches, but it seems like there's either substance in lieu of style or your substance is the style. That's all that there is to it is that sense of style for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I love a good looking movie. You know, oh, yeah. if, if I turn off the sound, I can watch days of heaven all day long just oh, yeah. in the no, background. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. I'm not even necessarily connecting with the story. The story there actually is very simple and it works right. and it supports it, but 
it's so lush and beautiful. You don't even need the story. So, yeah. and, and yeah. I, and Malik might be one of those guys that falls into that. There is absolutely substance there, but there's so much style that you right. might be distracted from the substance of yeah. it. I mean, you know, and I like, I look at David Fincher. I mean, his, yeah. his work is phenomenal and he's so, uh, you know, a genius of whatever he touches, you know, it's uh, it's the amazing thing just to have those people around are great. He's one of those guys that makes movies that have no right to be as good as they are. A movie about Facebook should not be yeah, yeah, I know, a but classic it was, movie. Yeah, he's just good at what he does, you know. Just, just and I, what- I think you're you're in that same camp where honestly the projects that you and Ron have been working on, they have no right to be as good as they are, you know, and just uh where you know Battlestar Galactic Outlander was one that my wife loved and I had yeah. no interest in that show. And then I walked in and started watching. It's like, Jesus Christ, they, they, even, they, they even made this well. Like this, yeah. this yeah. should not work for me at yeah. all. I am not the person that was doing know, towards, I, but it completely works. I know it does. Well, that's one of the things I think maybe why Ron hires me and keeps me going. And <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we work well together. I, I, he always tells me, that's exactly why I wanted it. That's, you know, that's the way, he, you know, we just see the things the same way. And, you know, and, and again, the story, the story, the story dictates the approach. That's basically what it is for me. And, and I try to keep that that way. So I will just one last question um, sure. that I have to ask. And it's just something that occurred to me right now. Um, have you, I'm not sure if you've seen Portlandia or not, but there no. was, yeah. there there was um, your Battlestar Galactic. I think for a lot of us was the first binge show that it was just something that a lot of us caught up on season two, season three, we discovered it a few in, and then we were actually going to blockbusters and places like that to get DVDs. And there's this, I implore you to watch it because it's a compliment. Just how these people lose their lives watching the first, you know, four, three seasons of Battlestar Galactica. And if you haven't seen, it's one of the highest compliments you can imagine. Oh, good. I'll have, I'll have, I just have not seen that one yet. Yeah. But it was true. I mean, we were, we made that show in seven days, uh, an episode and we had like a million dollars, maybe a million two. Um, Wow. And, and by the time they got to the, the, uh, internet, they were making um, over a million dollars in profits every week, every episode, just in binging. And that's it. Everybody just, and I, and I, when I watched it, we binged it. <laughs> so we just, just couldn't turn it. We, let's watch the next one. And it was, it was uh, one of those. Yeah. It was, one of, I think if I, if I'm not wrong, I think it was one of the first, if not the first. I, uh, it binge. feels like it. Yeah. Where everybody was just, Oh, my weekend was destroyed. Me and Even we though st- I binged Star Trek early on in my career. You know, the early Star Trek, you know, with well, that can there was a there was always no matter what show, what series with Star Trek, there would be episodes. um, I was the next generation guy. That was the one that really got my. But, you know, season two is pretty rough there. There's some there are definitely some patches that will get you to turn it off every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, but. They, yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for taking the yeah. time to do this today, Stephen. Right. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor, and I'm a huge yeah. fan of your work. And I, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Well, right, we'll, hopefully, we can do a good job this season too. We're on uh, our way. Yeah, it's um, you've set the bar pretty high at this point, so yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see what's coming down next. Because um, yeah, so <laughs> 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 All right, man. Christopher. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you, Stephen. Take Good care. Night. It was nice to meet you, man. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish 